Hello and welcome to another episode of The Echo Chamber. I'm really excited about this week's show. It's with someone who I now consider a good friend of mine, and I hope that you'll learn a little bit more about him and join us in the laughs that we have. So without further ado, this week's show. Hello and welcome again to another episode of The Echo Chamber. With me this week, we have someone that you may be aware of. Um, it's certainly someone I know relatively well and I've met in real life as well, which is a rarity. And that person is Dr. Jamie Shenanigans, I mean, Sherrington. And uh, he's uh, <laughs> joining us this week. Hello, Jamie. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm all right. It's confusing that it's, it's, Echo is now spelt correctly. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Because if, if for those of you who don't know, this isn't the first time I've spoken to Jamie. Um, yeah. We we speak on the regular, uh, but about games and gaming, really, don't we? Yeah, it's amazing. It's something that we've uh, uh, it's a, it's a it's a shared passion, and we just like talking about it. He is very quick to remind me that he's much younger than I am, and so remembers. Uh, <laughs> games better from a, from a more recent time. And when I talk to him about my gaming experiences, it's uh, it's uh, rather quite pitiful. But um, we're not going to talk about games today. Well, well, we might, but we're not going to talk about that exclusively because actually we're on the Echo Chamber main show, spelt correctly, as you say, not like Echo the Dolphin. Uh, because really what I wanted to do is to get to know uh, the person behind the profile and the person that I've been podding with for the last few months. So, Jamie, welcome. Hmm. Well, it's, nice, it's nice to be How on. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you been to the gym today? Well, I mean, technically, yes, but only because it was midnight while I was there. <laughs> So I like it. So yeah, within within the last uh, twenty four hours. Oh yeah, within the last twenty four hours. Yes, I have. I have. Yeah. yeah. And how many times have you been in the last twenty four hours? <laughs> oh, only once. Only once. Only the once. All right. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> it's good to it's good to have you on. It's good to have a chat. It's good to, uh, because we don't really get to um, chat so much, uh, except for when we're uh, chatting across the PlayStation Network. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know that much about you and your background, really. I know that you're a GP, um, For my a long-suffering GP that is both overworked and also lazy. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the <laughs> Schrodinger's GP, <laughs> as it were. Um, but I don't really know much else about you. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where you're from and you know, where you grew up and how you got into medicine and all that. All right. Um, well... One of my biggest shames is I'm at, I was actually born in Liverpool, but I was raised in Manchester. But I keep that, you know, quite on the down low. Um, and I grew up sort of in South Manchester, went to a some sort of catholic school, became an atheist in the catholic school. <laughs> That's pretty much what they do, isn't it? It's the whole purpose of going to Catholic school is to churn out atheists, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I sat. I remember. I remember distinctly sitting there while the priest was doing something. I'm sitting there going, "Why is he making us stand up and sit down?" I was going to make a really offensive joke, then I won't. But anyway, uh, 
Um, I think knowing you, I can guess which way it was going to go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, I remember. So that was fine, I suppose. Other than, you know, the curse of being a small ginger, obviously, in school, you get the stuffing beaten out of you, things like that. Um, which is why I started becoming a, a, a sarky, jokey swear word. <laughs> <laughs> it's adversary you know it builds resilience as we all know oh yeah it's character building isn't it everyone should be bullied a little bit you know especially professionals it seems yeah 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 100%. <laughs> you should be trained you should have training you should have someone pay someone to come and just find a flaw or well, not a flaw or some sort of characteristic and they should just pinpoint that they should be paid to do it too and that'd be really really useful yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 the way we've always done it, Jamie. I know. You, know, it's, it's, you can't change it. We've always done it this way. How could it, how could it be wrong? <laughs> all these look at all these all these eminent white professors. They've done so well. I know. Yeah. Oh, dear. Being white and with a penis, eh? Yeah, it's. um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm in that group. Except I'm the I'm so white that the whites discriminate against you because you I'm ginger. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the way I say because my my wife is also a, a redhead. I think it's different, isn't it? Once once you want to be kind to someone and actually like them, you call them redheads. But when you when you're being mean, generally you call them gingers. Isn't that it's a bit mm. harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but my wife is a redhead, and um, the way I describe her is that in the right light, she's translucent. So. <laughs> If you put a bright enough light on her, she becomes like the predator. Like you yeah, yeah, yeah. see the forest behind her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not far wrong. That's not far wrong. The sun is your natural enemy. Yeah, I can't even think about the sun. I've actually oh, no. burned in the shade before. Not even I didn't even step in the sun, oh. and I, I got burned. I, I, I yeah, I can. It. I can absolutely one hundred percent believe that. I tell my wife. My wife gets this like um, your yeah, SPF fifty plus stuff. Um, and you know that like whole point of SPF is kind of it's meant to be like generally it's like a multiple of your own skin's uh, <laughs> protection factor. And I tell her every time like it's just sheer mathematics. Like fifty times zero is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yeah. So your you, your formative experience of schooling was um, around uh, Catholic priests and uh, insensitive. Uh, anti-ginger people. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, and and you, you, I mean, you were on a hiding for nothing, you know. You were, you were, you're, you're technically born of the nation of Scousers. Yeah, but that's true. you're uh, you're a Mancunian, so you know, you, even your own probably uh, cast you to it. <laughs> I literally the other the other day, I literally went through uh, passport control in Manchester, heading into Manchester, and he looked and he went. So, Jamie, where, where are you born? I went, Liverpool. Was like, I keep that to yourself. How was you? <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Yeah. It's so funny. Manchester and Liverpool, you know, um, vying actually... for supremacy in the northwest. Um, I could make some really bad southern jokes. Oh, no, of course you do. Of course you love each other. Um, and especially if someone starts, like, um, bad-mouthing the northwest. Oh, all no, of a sudden, you are. Like, hey, no, no. Hey, 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 down. hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 what's that? What's that now? 
<laughs> you shut your mouth, you soft southern bastard. <laughs> Well, my sister, my sister is a is a teacher in Manchester, and she does the best Manc accent now. It's hilarious. Um, I just get her to um, get her to uh, imitate it, some of her more interesting students <laughs> if I want to have a laugh. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I do. I do love I'm it. I'm quite lucky. It. My my accent's pretty pretty posh northern, high pitched posh northern at best. Um, yeah, but the proper Manc is is horrible. Eh, you're right, you're right, mate. You're right, our kids. You're right, our far bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, uh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, well, I mean, I love accents anyway, but um, yeah. we won't get into that because I'll, I'll just start doing them and boring everyone <laughs> to death. Um, so yeah, so grew up in Manchester. We know you got. I know you have one brother because we actually had you, yeah had your brother on the uh, on the show. Uh, do you have any other siblings? No, nope, just him. I've got a one taller, thinner, better looking brother. No, that's all more successful. <laughs> is he younger than you? Is he? He's younger than me. Yeah, he's younger. Oh, than right. me. I wouldn't guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So you got your one, your one younger brother, and I, I learned because it, you dropped it in. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a secret. But I learned that you, um, obviously, are a doctor because I know you from the Med Twitterverse. Hmm. But I learned that you're not a UK graduate. Is that right? No, I'm, a, I'm actually a foreign graduate. So I, my first degree, so first after A-levels, I didn't do that well. So I did a failed medics degree in uh, biomedical sciences. Do biomedical science is a good good thing. But anyway, it became genetics because I turned out I love genetics. And then I was like, I'd, I'd read up about doing medicine abroad. And I thought, no, I, I can't can't possibly leave my family and then after first year uh, sorry after doing my degree I was like I can totally leave my family so <laughs> then I and this is this is completely true and um, it's, it's 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 so stupid but I googled foreign <laughs> medical schools in English the first one that came up was one called the second medical faculty of Prague and I was like that's weird why would it be called second medical faculty that's a really odd name um, so that's the only one I applied to. I got it, went in, and obviously finished it. It's only when I got there I realised, oh, there's a first as well, and a first <laughs> that I could have applied to, but I just applied for one, a person that got googled, and then, and that's it. But it's, it's a, it's a really so you, you're, valid... you're, Go on, sorry. You, you, yeah, you're a, you're a Czech medical graduate. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm not yeah. even a, I'm not even um, uh, what do we call doctors here? Not I'm not an MD. I'm not a bachelor of you're not, medicine. You're not MBBCH. No, I am actually an MUDR. All right. Yeah, yeah. And what does so, that stand for? Do you know? Uh, it's actually Czech. It's Latin. It actually stands for MD, but it's like sort of an equivalent type of thing. I see. So uh, it might think it's mudra. Murder. It's been a murder. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty close to murderer. You know, you just need to actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. James Sherrington, murderer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear, let's not uh, let's not go down that route. (laughs) Um, Is one of your uh, erstwhile colleagues of your specialty that's led us down the stupid revalidation route? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. and. 
Oh dear, let's not get into that. Let's not get yeah. into that. <laughs> <laughs> No medical chat, as I say. No. Um, so yeah, that's it. So how many years were you in? Um... So it was, it was actually well, It was six. Czech Republic at the time. It was I the Czech, it's the Czech Republic. It's now Czechia. Yeah. But um, the Czech Republic in Prague, I was there for six years. And it's... you had no connection to like the Czech Republic. You had no Czech family or anything like that. It was just purely down to the fact that it was the first thing that came up on Google <laughs> And you wanted to do it. I, I, that for me, that is actually massively commendable. That is, it, that's a huge thing to do, man. I, I respect the hell out of that. Thanks. I mean, it, what I will. I mean, I'm quite proud I did it. I have no regrets at all. Because one, being there's a few things I loved about it. One, being a foreigner, I loved. It's different. It's a different game in Europe when you're British. It's in like oh, you're from Manchester. Wow, that's so exotic. And it's like. <laughs> is it is it though but anyway so i loved that i loved being abroad i loved being an expat or or whatever you want to call them um the whole course was in english except learning czech language because the older patients historically they only speak either czech or german they don't speak english because the czech republic is younger than i am and um i just thought i'd slip that one in for you father yeah yeah <laughs> It's to make me feel young again. Yeah, like that's that. that's you. the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was actually, I'd argue, the hardest part of the whole course because learning to speak or do a patient history in Czech is hard. Like it's nothing like any language you've ever seen. It's all <laughs> it's so hard. Um, I mean, it's fair. You literally went into it cold as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was, and it was. It's so old school teaching that it was like. So we had oral exams. So you'd have, you basically, you go in, you'd pull out some questions that you knew were coming. Say in anatomy, it would be like the ponds or whatever. And you had to draw it from memory. And then they'd ask you loads of stuff, which track goes here, which track goes here and all this. It was really hard. So we started with 77 international students. We only graduated with 14. Oh my word, that's a huge attrition rate. Yeah, we just hemorrhage people. That's incredible. And so you, um, and you went through that, man. It's, it's, it's like the uh, medical equivalent of the Navy SEALs training program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look to your left and now to your right. <laughs> One of you three will not be finishing this course. <laughs> that's actually 100% true, actually. That's yeah. It's um, it's a weird old thing because it's so theoretical. My theoretical knowledge is pretty good, and I had zero clinical no- uh, zero um, like interpersonal skills, um, how to take blood because you don't take blood. The nurses take blood. That's a nurse job. You're a doctor. You do this, and the nurses do as you're told. It's so old fashioned. It's really odd. Like, do you know in the movies when they used to do the old um grand rounds and yeah, yeah. the head of department would come through and they'd, they'd all stand either side of the corridor and they'd each present a patient to them and it was all very they still do that wow it was so still i mean i mean obviously that translated really easily to the uh, modern day nhs so when he came back he just like slipped right in <laughs> i shit myself when i first came on and someone handed me a cannula i was like oh, how did this go in <laughs> So it was, you know you're basically trained to uh, train up to be a diagnostician. Yeah, and, uh, yeah up to be, house, be horrible to patients, 
Yeah, yeah. Good at good at the medicine. Just insisting that it could not possibly be lupus. No, it could. It's, yeah. it's not lupus. It's not. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah, that accent you did there is just as good as House in the in the TV show. I like that. Exactly. I should. I should. I should. I should, I should have been House. <laughs> God, that show was awful. Oh my that God, it was so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I watched. I, I think we've chatted about, about this before previously, but I, I said I've only ever watched one episode, and that was that did it for me. I was like, "This is, this is which, fucking nonsense." Which one was this? Was the one where he says the perfect man is perfect woman is actually a man? Is that? Yeah, one? yeah. It, it, it's, like, it's some sort of like I can't remember what it was. She was dying or something. Is this young girl like? teenage girl i think i'm just going off memory now and she was, di- and she was like obviously a diagnostic mystery of course yeah and yeah. um and it wasn't lupus so um they were doing this with me and the whole thing was that she was really like sexually aggressive and sexually manipulative yeah and i think it turned out that she had some sort of like um she had testosterone some sort of, yeah, yeah, some sort of testosterone secreting tumor, and it was because actually it was her undescended testicles, and yeah, that yeah. she was phenotypically female, but actually, uh, it it was bollocks. Basically, it was. Yeah, it does not hold up. It does. <laughs> I noped out. I said nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Turned it off and never watched it again. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, what a god awful show that was. But it went on for ages, and people oh, loved yeah. it. Especially yeah, yeah. Americans. Oh, God. oh yeah. Oh, I I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. So anyways, that, that's so, how I came out. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. So yes. that that's the story of uh, Jamie. And so what what happened then in terms of your career progression? Because obviously you went, you came back. You would have mm. done the foundation years. So I then... actually didn't have to do the foundation years because it was six Ooh. years. My sixth year counted as like a an intern year. So technically, I came out with a full registration, full full license practice. So I didn't have to do F1, but I my gut told me that one, I didn't know enough about doing the piddlies, the taking the blood and all that stuff, and how to talk to patients nicely. I still don't know. I just shout at them. Um, <laughs> so I chose to do that, and also I thought, I bet you anything, if you don't do it, it'll be a right pain in the ass further down the line. Um, so I did it, yeah. even though I was fully, so when they were like, oh, I can't do this. Only someone who's got a full license. I was like, I don't, don't look at me, <laughs> even though I did. <laughs> so yeah, so I went and I went to Preston. So it's like North Manchester, North of yeah. Manchester. And I dragged, dragged the other half with me. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So, I mean, it's such, it's such an interesting insight having coming you know because obviously i have I've, I've we know i always know lots of um people who are immigrant graduates and come here and I know lots of people who are uk graduates that go everywhere else but i didn't know anyone that was from the uk that went to another medical school in another country and I, it still boggles my mind how you went out there cold for like six years not no with no connection to the country whatsoever yeah, yeah. Um, so t- tell me what what are your abiding memories of um, Chechia, as it's now known, but like you know the food, the climate, and things like. What are your abiding memories, the things that you really take back? Forget about the the school and stuff, the actual so nation the thing, itself. The thing I remember, so besides the fact Prague is stunning, like 
it's beautiful. If you're not been, you need to go. It's beautiful. It's it was a bit like you know, there's stag do it was stag do almost you'd see a stag do every day. Um but it was quite fun because you you sort of I'd get the tram over and I'd see the Charles Bridge every day. Most well, most days. And they also their love of beer really stuck with me. I know you said don't talk about medicine, but it was genuinely something I had to be taught. Like when you asked them, do you drink alcohol? They'd go, wouldn't, wouldn't touch the stuff. Wouldn't dream of it. And they'd say, and what about beer? And they'd go, oh, yeah, beer. Yeah, I drink like four beers a day. Easy. Um, and it's so it's so ingrained in their culture. Like they, the doctors would sometimes have beers at lunchtime. And um, I mean, it was all right. I'm not much of a drinker, so I didn't really appreciate it. But um, beer is a huge thing. And the food over there is quite sort of Germanic. It's very dumplings and goulash and things like it's all right mm. it's all right but it was such a i love being there because it was really it felt really european there were lots of cultures you'd bump into people mm. from france and germany and everywhere all the time and i had lots of friends from all over the place and it was great it felt really international and they were really mm. well the younger generation were really welcoming and really nice the older generation tended to be quite grumpy but i think they've been under the iron curtain so you will let them off um yeah it's, it's an amazing city like i loved it i loved living there and it was yeah. also sorry i'm, I'm prattling on a bit here no, but that's fine. i remember the weather over there so when it was winter you had snow like a meter and a bit up and then when it was summer it was like 30 degrees and in the spring you'd have the most amazing thunderstorms it was prop. It was proper seasons, like you'd imagine it. Like you know, like if you're playing Skyrim or something. That that's what you'd want it to be. Um, it, it was amazing. That's incredible. Do you get? Do you ever get back there at all? Not really. Not really. I've not had um, a few of my mates. I think one one of the Brits who I made friends with works there now. I think that's it. Um, but no, I've not got a huge connection. I haven't been much. Really, I, I smell an echo chamber on tour uh, <laughs> series coming, I think. I mean, any excuse, really. I mean, I yeah, love yeah. those old European cities. I love them. I think there's a there's a it's a funny thing about um, Britain is because we taught history, which is so, you know, British centric, which, you know, of course, it makes sense. Everyone learns the history of they they learn, I guess, that, and history is so big and wide. But European history is so fascinating as well. And then you go to these old cities that are just steeped in it, uh, that, you know, are built upon the ruins of older cities themselves and the medieval architecture mixed in with their old, you know, uh, imperialistic times as well. And it's just every every street corner, every turn, is just full of just these little nuances and little things. Prague is a fantastic city. Have you been? But so is the, so, so are places like, yeah, yeah. So, so are places like Sarajevo mm -hmm. and uh, Berlin, obviously, and, you know, Paris. I love the old, all of the old capitals. Um, they have so much history and so, and, you know, you can walk around it and learn little things that you would never even think about. Um, and little things that pop up. I remember being in 
I want to say in Amsterdam, in Amsterdam, I think it was Amsterdam or uh, was it Rotterdam? I can't remember. Anyway, one of the old Dutch cities and I'm walking along and I came across a sign which says the world's smallest museum. And the world's smallest museum is literally a little alcove on the side of a building. And there's a, um, like a hand crank and a window. And as you crank it, like the exhibits turn around and it's a carrot museum. So uh, it just shows you the different, <laughs> different kinds of carrot, teaches you a little bit about carrot history. Um, oh, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would say that as a carrot top. <laughs> <laughs> well, this used, but, to be you know, pur- used to be purple, but I changed it due to after, uh, what's his face, the orange. <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah, the, the carrot history, yeah, the history of the carrots is just incredible as well. And you learn these things um, by just going to them and visiting them. It's not stuff mm. that you necessarily pick up. Well, oh, I yeah. mean, Prague, Prague was quite, their history is super interesting because as, as, it's quite a new place. But like when they really, really, really didn't like their their leaders, they flung them out the window, which I think is, is quite, a, I quite like the way they think. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something that the Brits have some, somewhat forgotten. Mm. Um, and the Europeans, you know, with the stuff that happened with the um, fall of communism and stuff as well. And, you know, that is in their living memory. The, yeah, the memory of people like literally going and yeah, I mean I'm not going to say that this is what we should do, but I'm, the memory of literally like dragging out their leaders and beating them to death, um, or shooting them, or like, mm. <laughs> or making them flee the country at least. Um, that you know their parents and and their grandparents did that. They did, that, and they yeah, were mad. Yeah. They told the stories of how, like, you yeah, know, yeah. if your leaders get a bit uppity, this is what happens. It's yeah. been far too many years in Britain, I think, since you know we chopped the head off a king. Um, you know, had the balls enough to actually stand up to someone in power and say, actually, you know, you, you can't be doing that anymore. Mm. Um, I do wonder if we'll ever reach that point again, or if we're completely uh, fattened completely and docile now. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. But I, but my worry is that because we're so repressed and we haven't had that for so long, it might come out. I think we may overcorrect if <laughs> throw everyone out the window. <laughs> literally, go go um a bit like a, a um a bit like the French Revolution at the end of the 18th century. We might go a bit a bit far. <laughs> yeah, just just, just, just a speech. <laughs> if we're not careful, but anyway, yeah. we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, it's it's only a week away before. Uh, uh, Bojo finally leaves. So allegedly, we'll see what happens. A week is a long time in politics, as they say. It is. So, Jamie, tell me okay. a little bit about. We know. We, I know you're into your gaming, and we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit later. I think you're as big into your gaming as I ever was, and I was really big into it for a while. And I, I suspect actually, you're probably even, you know, you're ahead of me in terms of your love of it and your uh, how deep you go into it. Um, I'm I'm not going to say anything about that being a function of having. I'm not going to blame my children and my wife for that. Uh, but you can't see <laughs> but, my face. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I'm secretly blaming my life choices for that. Uh, but yeah, my my. I suppose my. The way I reconciled it is, I know that one day I'll be sitting in a retirement home, and my retirement home will have all of the Xboxes and Playstations and things like that. 
uh, of my, and I'll just do that all day. I'll be, that, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine, and I'll be, I'll be perfectly happy then. So we know you're into your game. What, what, what are you playing at the moment? Um, so unfortunately, someone off Med Twitter who's heavily into um, Destiny Two um, asked me to play it, and now I've got into it again. Destiny. So I've just started playing that again. Yeah. Destiny Two, like, the new one, the new well, one. Well, yeah, newer one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It's quite good. That's what I've been playing, and I've also been finishing off. I'd never finished uh, Assassin's Creed Origin either, so I was playing that. That that is a good one, actually. I think I think of the Assassin's Creeds of the more recent ones because I think that was the first one where they moved to the more um, they changed from the classical style of. Yeah, they changed um, the sort of stealth mechanic. Yeah, all of that yeah. changed a little bit, and it, I, I, it took me ages to get into it yeah. uh, because it felt so different. Um, but yeah, yeah, I didn't actually I think play I, it for that reason. You played it for. I mean, it's got, it's got definitely got a lot of the RPG elements that a lot of people kind of were drawn into Assassin's Creed that hadn't necessarily been too into it from the previous iterations. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it's gone massive because of that. Uh, I mean, it was huge before, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's even more incredibly uh, enormous now. So, but what other than gaming, what do you do for your downtime? Because you know, you do have a stressful job. We joked about it before. Yeah, I mean, I mean, GPs mainly, I and... yeah, doing and working and not working at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I, I post on it about on Twitter all the time. I go to the gym, which is not very exciting, really. It's kind of your whole personality, really, isn't it? Some of these gym people. Um, but I do like. I mean, it can be, but you're not your classical gym bro. I'm not. I'm not going to throw that at you. You, it's you and Chris are like putting yourself down as like gym bros. It's hilarious because you're, you're clearly not. You're a lot. There's a lot more to you both than. Uh, yeah, we're, we're much more gym nerdy than anything. We we just quite like going. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I like doing that. I find that quite fun. I like going on um, taking me my dog out and going because I'm in I'm in Cornwall at the moment which means i can just um take five minutes up the road and i'm on the beach on the coast it's amazing absolutely amazing that's amazing and i also play rugby as well all right Mm. where do you play in the uh in the team Uh, fullback 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 and wing yeah i'm one of the small small quick ones Small, quick ones. You're, yeah. You were one of the ones I really would enjoy tackling when I played uh, as a forward. That's if you a... could catch me. If you could catch me. <laughs> I, I was no slouch back in the day. I, I, <laughs> I, could, I could move. Like I said, like Gimli, you know, very dangerous over short distances. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Tell me about your kind of last couple of years how have you found it i don't know if you know but there was this pandemic that was going on oh yeah there um, was i'd forgotten I about that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, how yeah. You, how did you find it the, the well, last I was, couple of years ago? so i was in my second year of training gp training my first year i'd actually done in somerset but because the other half got her core surgical training the closest she got was cornwall we moved down i managed to an interdeanery or intradeanery transfer. I was working in a small um, district hospital with only like two wards. Basically, we were 
taking all the jerrys. Um, and then they obviously it started coming up, and we're like, oh shit, this doesn't look great. Um, and then it ended up being like the only because you'd be the only doctor covering the whole hospital. And I was only an F, uh, a GPST two. Um, and it was fine. Cornwall was actually weirdly spared in the first first peak, but um, mm. then they started rolling in, and it was. Yeah, we were very much sort of on our own. And I had, and the, all these patients were not for escalation. So basically, it was just if they start dying, palliate. Mm. Um, which is a bit rubbish. But it was a, mm. it's a weird old hospital. Like, it's literally only two wards. Should I say this? I'm going to anyway. There's a person in it, and he is, I don't know, maybe I should say this. If you don't fancy sharing it, that's fine. Well, it's more, it's more, it's more a... just, it's more just. A, there's a character there who's, who's like a sixteen. He claimed he was sixty nine. He's an SHO. He's a permanent SHO. Right. And he, I'm pretty sure he was seventy because at that point we were anyone who was seventy had to shield, and we were pretty. He was this person. I've never met anyone quite so dedicated to the job. Um, and I'm pretty sure he was lying that, that um. So we were like, he's, he's been 69 in. for five years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like a proper old school. I don't know. Like, you know, they're like what they want doctors to be. Yeah. He was like that, you know, come in early, leave late. No. Yeah. That, Not that's... like you young whippersnappers, like no. consideration no, no. for your own health and well-being. None no. of that. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, time to clock off. Someone else's problem now. Someone, you start, you do CPR, I'm off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm waving frantically at them. Hello. I'll um I'll, I've marked this so that's all right. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a bit of editing to do at this point. That's okay. What do you want, Mina? Huggy. Oh, I want a huggy too. I know. I mean, it, I tell you what it is one of the nice things about being a dad is that you have these little people that love you for no reason other than the fact that you feed them, and it's fantastic. Well, I've got one of those, except it's a, it's a dog. It's a doggo. I can see. Yeah. Baku, I love it. Why Baku? Isn't Baku is a isn't that like the capital city of Kazakhstan or something? It's the capital city of, of Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, so, of yeah. course. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Named... I, I sh- that's really embarrassing. I should know that because Iran's that. like one of the, like the the neighboring countries. You are. Yeah, I think you should you give back your your Iranian beard. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> No one's taking that off me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it is glorious. It is glorious. No, so I chose Baku. Um, so the dog we call Baku because he's a rescue from somewhere. I've forgotten where it is now. Oh, no. Um, Eastern Europe, anyway. And his name, they'd named him Back. And we thought, we'll get a name that's similar, that has the same, he has Back in it, if possible. So then he mm-hmm. won't have to learn anything new because I'll have been saying Back, 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 Back. And... Um, so we were looking up and I'd looked at his face and I thought he's got demonic looking eyes. So I Googled any demons. Is there any demons called back or anything like that? And there's a one called a Baku. It's a All Japanese, right. a Japanese demon 
and he will and the demon will eat children's nightmares if they ask him to oh to that's great that's nice. so he's nice but of course if you take if you take the piss then he'll eat your dreams too and he looks like you've ever played pokemon oh no you haven't he looks like one of the pokemon <laughs> Uh, that's that's uh, referencing back to my one of our previous podcasts where I had uh, yourself and Julia on talking yeah. about because you both love Pokemon and I have no clue about it. You just called um, everything some derivative of Pikachu. It was painful. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. so yeah, I named him. So I named him Baku. But also Baku also works because one, it's capital of Azerbaijan. Two, it's also the Portuguese word for Bacchus. You know the god okay. of wine. Yeah, yeah. And because Anna's obviously. My other half's Portuguese. And it's also, I only discovered this relatively recently. Do you know the g- head of the Gorilla can- Clan in um, Black Panther? All right. Yes, yes. He's called Mbaku. Mbaku. Yeah. So that made me but love I, the name I, even more. Well, I, I also think of, um, do you ever watch the show Samurai Jack? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Aku. There's Aku, no B. Yeah. There's Aku. Aku, yeah. Uh, I, I bought Samurai Jack recently, the whole series, uh, on, and I'm going through it slowly. Um, it's it really such a good, good show. show. It reminded me of... It's such a it good show. I forgot on how good a show it is. The late-ish at night, watching Samurai Jack. Amazing. Yeah, it was just amazing. Long ago in a distant land, I... Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable evil. But a foolish samurai warrior, wielding a magic sword, stepped forth to oppose me. That's very good. You see, you know, if, if this doctrine thing doesn't work out, voiceover. Yeah, voice acting. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, can never, I can't be in front of the camera, because look at me. Face for radio. But, yeah, face for radio. <laughs> face for radio. That's <laughs> it. Steve Wright's left now. I could probably take over. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else? We oh, yeah. Sorry. Any, uh... you, yeah, you were talking about um, uh, what was the last year the year like? Couple oh, yes, years. that's what it was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. I should, I, to be honest, right. I should be keeping an eye. That's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> Someone's got to hold your hand through this. We'll get through exactly. it. We'll get Someone knows what they're doing. <laughs> Um, but then that obviously went into proper GPing and I went to a practice, literally, you know, Land's End. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there, that's where I worked on the, on the coast. Um, and everything sort of, everything changed. So GPing completely changed overnight. I mean, obviously you hear about it all the time and suddenly we're like, don't see people face to face if you can avoid it. Okay. And try not to have the waiting rooms full okay um so then it taught me a whole different way of doing it and i was taught on the phone so like if anything i've i've my whole training has been done on the phone so i do triage first and then obviously if i can see him i'll bring him in but it's completely changed gping for me anyway like i it's really odd um i hate the phone it's yeah it's not what you signed up for and i i what do you think? I know you're relatively new into your GP career, mm. but you know, this is, it's a huge change that occurred just at the beginning of your kind of GP life, I guess. Do you th- 
foresee it changing at all, going back to anywhere what it used to be like? Or do you think some of these changes are, or most of these changes are permanent now? How do you feel? I think, so I remember before the pandemic, there were rumblings about two different sort of new forms of GP, because basically we were hemorrhaging GPs before and the number of people were going up. And obviously we're an aging population, so they're more complicated and blah, blah, blah. So there were rumblings about, do we go to telephone triage, which some already did, had already started before the pandemic. So it's not new. It's just we got widely taken up. Or the other thing that was come, being floated around was having more AMPs, paramedics, PAs, etc., and have a GP as like a consultant role floating around and, and um, troubleshooting, which I suspect is also coming <laughs> Um, so I don't, I, I don't think it'd be possibly viable to go back to the way things were mm. where, where I work, I sometimes still work at that one right at Land's End and it was quite old school and everyone knew the GP and people used to pop in for a chat and he'd let them in. It's never going to go back to that. I just can't, I haven't mm. got time. Like, honestly, if one minute, if someone takes one minute longer, that's the rest of my day and it's going to knock on or it's, it's, mm. it's not fun. Um, no, but yeah, and but the delays build up. Right? Well, That's yeah, the exactly. And then, yeah, and things get knocked on on you, and mm. patients are annoyed yeah. because they've been waiting so long, which is fair enough. I know. Yeah, it's difficult. You want to do your best for everyone, but there's only so much you can do as an individual, and I think a lot of people are finding it hard to reconcile that over the mm. last two years and it's just i mean that's just objectively true whether you agree with it or not the number of people who have left the profession because their their capacity to cope with <laughs> the stress yeah uh, and everyone's capacity is different obviously some people seem like it's endless um but even some of those i mean we've lost just in my work we've lost decades worth of nursing experience you know just people just leave you just can't take it anymore don't want to take it anymore why tend to come to gp actually we tend to coach a lot of because it's just loads of our amps and things go towards gp and that's because they at least there they have a little bit more uh control over what they can do and what the the timings they work and yeah yeah and also the management, of, they're literally just next door. They're not high up somewhere up. It's That's mm. the great thing about GP. But, anyway, I, I moaned about GP, but GP is amazing. GP is such a good job. Because like, I originally mm. was considering doing peds, but I was like, I, th- I think Bawagaba had just happened or was happening. or And so I was like, you're going to ruin me, aren't you? You're going to take absolutely break me. So I was like, right, I'm going to go GP. Mm. And if I want to carry on doing peds, then I'll do it as a specialist. Yeah. So, and GP, you can do that, Absolutely. which I'm going to, which is great. Um, yeah, it does. It does. It does offer a lot of flexibility. I mean, all of the, all of the acute specialties are in the same way. And I know GP also sees acute patients, but obviously you've got the huge burden of chronic disease that you have to deal with as well. Mm. Um, but the acute specialties are really, really struggling. And that's no fault of GP, individual GPs. It's a fault of, as we'll go into it, but it's the fault of decades of neglect and 
underfunding. And people always talk about, oh, but the NHS gets loads of funding. And you go, well, it's, it's, it's not, the, the total value doesn't mean anything. It's the, yeah, yeah. it's the money per patient spent. And, uh, you know, and you have to tailor that compared to the population. So for example, in Wales, we have proportionally a lot, la a lot more people over the age of 65 um than england and scotland do and even though per patient we are we're getting more per patient in wales than any other part of the country when you adjust that for the costs that are incurred in people who are older we're actually fourth in the home nation so behind northern ireland scotland england uh where the lowest uh, amount of funding for our NHS compared to the population, to, to the needs of the population. And so, you know, you know, and I think Cornwall's probably the same, actually, isn't it? It's, it got, is, it's yeah. one of the more deprived areas of the UK. Yes, it's got a huge tourist um, industry, mm -hmm. uh, but that's very seasonal. And, you know, a load of people that have homes there don't actually <laughs> stay yeah. there for very long. Well, where I work in, in Penzance is one of the poorest places in Europe. Mm. And and you can see that you can, yeah. you know, I've got an aging population. They're incredibly poor. And also we're so isolated. I'm, I'm sure it's the same in Wales, but ambulances down here, it's it's takes. I mean, it was in the news, but that wasn't even the worst of it. But I've I've seen worse, but it's it's a strange old place. Um, yeah, it is. It, it's um, uh, yeah, Cornwall is hilarious. I love Cornwall. Um, but it's it, it, whenever I go down to Cornwall, I mean, I used to live oh, in nice. Devon, and so, um, you'd go from and it takes about an hour to get to the Cornish uh border where we were, and you think, Oh, well, we're basically there now, yeah. and then it's, there's, it's only this much on the map left, <laughs> all of like the the the, the road like infrastructure hours. like disappears. Yeah, like, what's yeah. happened here? <laughs> it was a road like 100 meters ago. Yeah, What's going yeah, on? Yeah. And then it takes like an extra like three hours to get across this tiny little uh, yeah. county. I mean, I love it. It's great. Um, but um, it's uh, it's isolated. Um, and it's the same, like, if, even if I'm driving from Wales, you get to the Cornish border after like two or three hours and you think, oh, that's, we're basically there. <laughs> yeah, and suddenly it's an extra no. hour and a half or two hours. And the How has this happened? I know. Yeah. It was like when um, it was a similar it was a similar experience like when we drove up to the Highlands once, um, from from just outside Cardiff, obviously, and um, we reached Glasgow. I think it was we reached Glasgow as part of our like pit stop, and I made the foolish thing of saying, "Oh well, we're in Scotland now. Oh, you it's cool. done. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we left it like just after midnight. Reached, uh, reached Glasgow at, like six o'clock in the morning or five. Well, whatever time I can't remember. It's very early in the morning at dawn, and um, yeah, we didn't get where we were going until like <laughs> mid afternoon. Bloody hell! <laughs> oh, and I remember exactly the day it was as well. It was weirdly we were driving through Fort William, and the emergency services were out and it's like it's like big noises police and things and then we're like what the heck is going on here and we drove past and we arrived at our destination put on the news and it was the day that charles kennedy died the former lib dem leader and we were literally driving past his house that's what it was oh, happening gosh. the whole commotion was that uh 
because we, we we expected some traffic, but it was it was it was a nonsense <laughs> driving through Fort William. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and then I felt a bit bad because I'd been cursing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that reminds <laughs> me of when I was in. Uh, this is a bad story. When I was in Liverpool <laughs> doing my first degree, I remember I was late for something, a lecture. I never went to many lectures. I was terrible, and uh, we pulled out. We were like, "Oh, these cars are taking ages. Why are they going so slow?" just pull out just barge your way in so we barged our way in and then we suddenly realized that the car in front had uh, a liverpool a small liverpool shirt with a child's name on it and it was a hearse oh, man. and it was it was a story about some child that had been killed by a by a dog a dangerous dog oh, it was man. all in the news and we just barged into the funeral procession like Jeez. Sort of, yeah, get out of the way let's go Oh dear, Jamie. I mean, I know that's terrible. I mean, I'm you're going to hell for that. Let's yeah, I know. So you, I know. Ev- yeah. Anything else you do is just <laughs> <laughs> you can basically write off anything else. Yeah, you no, do, that, but, was, yeah. that was bad. That was bad. It's only when we only when we pulled, we're going round like overtook it. We're like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, you're going, you're going, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to atheist hell, which is exactly the same as atheist heaven. So, yeah, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no change there. It's fine. No, it's fine. No, it's no. Oh, uh, matey, right? <laughs> I'm not even sure. Have we? Uh, I feel I like we've know. talked about it a lot, and yet I don't. I can't really remember what we've talked about. I think well, that, that's, that's, uh, that's it's a good thing. I think I did an impression of Aku from Sun Road Jack at some point. Like, you did. You did. You did. No, it was, no, I enjoyed no that reason. very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I've been I've been a bit lax on this question for the last few times because I think we've been doing the um, series of uh, podcasts talking about racism in the NHS, which I won't go into with you, but I'm sure you know you no. definitely would have had some ginger discrimination as well. I've been uh, called a ginger many many times. Yeah, yeah, a ginger nut. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, but there is a question I'd like to ask. I wanted to ask it of everyone, but I, I like to generally ask it. And if you've heard any of the previous podcasts, you'll know that this comes at the end. And it's the question I always ask is, what is the weirdest thing or the strangest thing you have ever experienced? I think I think probably the, one of the weirdest stories, it's quite a long story, so I'll just I'll summarise. But when I first met my other half's family, so my other half's Portuguese, and she decided not to tell the parents. I was coming over and she only told them that a friend was coming on the day. And they only told them it was a boyfriend five minutes before I walked out the room. <laughs> I, and her dad is ex-special forces, anti-terrorism. Um, and, and the mum is a black belt. And they gave me a like a huge set of impossible tasks to do. Um, so one of them, they were her dad decided to show us um, uh, self defense things, and obviously who gets to, who's the dummy? But me, so he's showing us all these arm locks and stuff. <laughs> and I'm there just having to. <laughs> You're there. Like, oh yeah. Yes, yes, oh, yes, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah, that I'll, hurts. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll that do it. Hurts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. I just yeah. got a bit of dust in my eye, that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like that. And then there was a few others, like he's also he's now a he's now a physiotherapist, is the dad. And he was massaging 
this big lady and he's like okay so you, this would be good experience for you you could do it so, so i was massaging this big fat lady <laughs> Oh man, that is exactly. That, of course, you couldn't say no. That is exactly what I'm going to do when my daughters bring uh, their partners back. I am going to definitely like just use that power and that and wield it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to wax my back. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I get everyone to wax my back. This is because yeah, everyone wax my back. Practice what, for you. What, yeah. Why are you making it weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they made us do so many other weird stuff, like eating if because they eat fish, so they just put a fish course. in front of me, and they and obviously I was like, I have no clue how to eat this thing, so I just butchered it. They're all there laughing yeah. and um, laughing at Portuguese. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, at, look at that ginger. Look nut. at this. Look at this English <laughs> idiot. <laughs> they just serve you chips to everything. Didn't matter what it was, like pie. No, they just, they just, uh, they just yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just the yeah. uh, you know an apple pie and chips. There we are. Put custard on everything. Yeah, I mean, a prime example. Her granddad. I mean, I spoke no Portuguese. Obviously, everything had to be translated through to the other half. And the first thing he said when he met me was "dazigzada," and "dazigzada" means you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> that is brilliant. Oh, that is brilliant. Oh dear. Yeah. It's all going strong, though, still with you and your other half, I understand. I've been with so her for all... 11 years now. Um, the uh, family loves me now. They, they want me yeah. to get rid of her, to take her away. Oh, good. And, yeah, yeah. Good. So you won them over. Well done. That is, that is a lesson to all um, young, uh, aspiring men and women who want to uh, impress their... I mean, you don't have to impress. This is the important thing. You don't have to impress the other side at all. It just makes it a lot easier yeah. if you can just get them on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have to debase yourself and, you know, wax an in-law or massage a fat lady for no reason whatsoever, it would seem, then that's something you just got to do. And yeah. it's the way we did it when we were that's, younger. Yeah, that's and it's the, the way, way you're going to bloody do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, Jamie, it's been, it's been wonderful to talk to you not just about gaming for once yeah um i feel like i know you a little bit better than i did before and that's great for me and um i hope you enjoyed uh not talking about gaming no it's fun, it was fun well. to talk about myself people love talking about themselves don't they it's good well I, I i i like hearing about people um and i definitely enjoyed listening to uh you talking today is there anything else you want to talk about at all before we go I have started doing something with a charity that people can look up. It's a Cornish charity called Penhaligon's Friends, and it's for bereaved children. So they've lost someone close to them. And it's a really, really, it's a, it's a lovely little local charity um, named after an MP who died called, um, I can't remember his first name, Penhaligon. Um, and they're really good. And they have really good things on how to talk to children about children who've been bereaved about what is cancer and stuff like that and i do i'm doing more and more work with them so they're good so you can look them up yeah i will i what i'll do is i'll put a link to the charity in the show notes for this show and i would encourage everyone listening to just have a look on there and uh support if you can and if not just um increase the awareness of the charity's existence 
so thanks for that, Jamie. That's a lovely way to round it up, I think. It's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure having you on. I'm really glad to have had you on. It's been a laugh. Um, it's been a hoot. Uh, and I'm sure I'll speak to you again soon, but on the other differently spelled Echo Channel awesome. podcast, I think. No, but thanks right, for mate. having me on. No problem at all. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as Jamie and I enjoyed making it. You can find Jamie on Twitter at Dr. J. Sherrington. I've been your host at Emergency Bod. And just a reminder, you can go to the charity that Jamie mentioned at www.penhalliganzfriends.org.uk and you can find the link to that charity in the show notes. Until next time.